The following podcast on the WDKX Podcast Network is provided by Vision Automotive. Welcome to the podcast, Sis, I See You Too, a podcast exploring topics black women seldom talk about publicly. You'll hear it all here on Sis, I See You Too. Here are your hosts, Cookie and Sparkle, with special guest, the youngest member of the family that owns WDKX Radio, Andrea B. Langston. Welcome to Sis, I See You Too, a podcast for women of color and the people who love them. I'm here with my co-host, Sparkle. And, you know, we, we've been sitting here, and I'm just going to jump right in, because we've been sitting here with Andrea Langston, who um, is familiar to some in this area, but she is the owner? Yeah, third generation. Third generation of WDKX Radio that was started by... My her- grandfather and grandmother in yeah. 1968. How old was you? Was you born then? Well, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I wasn't born until 2002. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I was not around then, but they have instilled uh, the historical facts in me since the day I was born. So I feel like I was there. Oh, okay. So, Sparkle. Hey. Uh-uh, I need you to speak up because. Hey. Yeah, what's, hey. what's going hey. on, Sparkle? You seem like you got a lot on your mind what's today. Going on? You know, I'm. I'm focusing on, there's too much happening in the community and just in like my personal life and professional Mm. life. So I'm thinking I need to take a step back and start focusing on my own wellness. Mm. Oh yeah. I understand that because I, I feel the same way. And what, well, yesterday for one of my, um, I needed a timeout. So I went smashing, you know, where you tear up stuff and you, throw glass and you use a sledgehammer and it takes out all of this rage rage that sounds amazing and i didn't realize how much rage and energy that could go into destroying something Mm. because we do it to ourselves by being quiet by playing small are you attacking me no no do not attack me on this podcast i'm not attacking you what i'm saying is as black women we have the tendency to withdraw to play small to forget our own wellness our mental health Mm -hmm. and we're not doing that anymore we're not. And and I feel you on the rage aspect. I don't like to use words like rage because I feel like as a black woman, people automatically associate that with angry black woman. Mm-hmm. They, you know, like it's just bad. But to be honest, like right now I do feel rageful. Like I feel like I have the right to feel that way with all that's going on, but I don't want to hold on to that and I don't want to live in that. So how do you let that go? How are you pouring into yourself? Ooh, well, to Cookie's uh, point, I've I've been being smaller in spaces because if I let it go the way I would like to let it go, that's not going to be good for anyone. <laughs> so um, I'm 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 um, actually doing self care as well. Um, tomorrow I do pole dancing, which is How awesome. Fun. So that that's my self care. Is I I I'll are you good dance. at it? 
Can you pause? Can you pee to be good? Can you enjoy yourself? I I can I cannot climb a pole <laughs> but but you know um our teacher and you know what? i'm gonna just shout her out marlena from vixen studio she is amazing i've learned a lot from her and i have a new appreciation for women who hold dance. that's a lot mm, of upper body strength insane. that's just a lot of strength as well but like it's a very freeing and liberating experience and it's just a really dope vibe being there with her. So I really just can't wait to get through today to get yeah. to tomorrow. It's so important, I feel, as women, especially that we get into our bodies. There's something that happens that's very magical when we dance and when we just move our hips. You know, like we we bring life. We have the ability, many of us, to bring life into this world. So this is a, this is a center for creation. And when it's stagnant and it holds a lot of energy and a lot of emotion, if you don't move it, it just builds up and hardens you. And so just being able to move your body, even if it looks crazy, it feels good to just release and express yourself. Sometimes you just got to turn up the music and just dance and just be free and just let it all flow. Right. Yes, that, that's it. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Just woo. Good. Just woo, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I've I've always felt that way because I'm a person who loves music so much. The beat of it, right? You can't help but to move, and I can't help but to move. Yeah. And recently, I was at a friend's house for like a little dinner party, and she was playing the bossa nova oh. style music. Yes, and you know, I'd heard of it. But I'd never had it concentrated like that. Yeah. And I found myself liking the way that music sound, mm -hmm. you know. And so I went home and I started playing it. But that's who I am. That's what I like to do. But there are times when you get this energy because you have to you have to work with people. You have to force yourself, force people to hear you, to see you. Mm -hmm. And that energy and that rage build, I'm going to call it rage, mm -hmm. you know, because I don't think there's anything wrong with saying there's rage in me and this is how I released it yeah. because that's my way of, of dealing with it. So, you know, it's that, it's the, what, when the music doesn't help, go smash something. Yeah. Pay your money <laughs> and go smash something. You can even bring your own stuff to smash. But you know what? And I... Because I hear both of you and I, because I'm an Aries, so, and I'm Jamaican, and I'm from Rochester, and I'm 530, <laughs> so I have a lot of rage inside of me. I'm fiery. But I think, like, all of the things that you just described, for me, like, when I, you know, because I go to therapy and I kind of dissect these things with my therapist, it's like, I'm hurt. Like, I'm hurt that I'm not seen, and I'm hurt that I'm misunderstood, and I'm hurt that, like, you are doing everything to not hear me right now. And it, you just become so sad that the most the, the 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 best thing to protect yourself is to become a shell and to yeah. become mad and to want to scream and just want to hit somebody right. and to have to take a step back and be like, I guess I can't go to jail today, so let me just go dance. Right. That's what I said. I said I'm too pillow. cute for jail. I was right. dancing it. On the walk to the car, like, you're too cute for jail, girl. Yep. Don't do it. Just, <laughs> just leave. Just, no. You were saying that. I have to literally remind jail. myself that all the time. <laughs> but, but you know what, though? I want to bring up something that you said, and that is therapy, Ooh, right? Yes. And I remember 
when I was going through my divorce and even after the d divorce, going to therapy and trying to figure out why did this happen to me? You know, mm. why, why, why did I have to be the one? Mm. You know, why didn't, why did this relation not work? Why are my children angry at me? And, and a part of that anger that I had and hurt and pain kind of fueled me too to get to the next step, to prove people wrong. And I don't know if that's what therapy does for you and helps you deal with stuff in a way that you feel just the layers just coming, coming off. off. Yeah, I think for me, therapy helps me take accountability without falling into victimhood. And because everything in my life happens because it's my choice. And the, the choices that I've made have inevitably led to me where I am in life, whether it be good or bad. And taking accountability for that is what therapy has helped me do. And it's helped me to see things from an unbiased perspective. Someone that's not a mom or a dad or like a loved one that, oh girl, you're fine. Or like kind of always making excuses for you. Like, oh, that he was the one that was the issue where it's like, yeah, he sucked, but also it takes two to tango. So like, what can, what can I do better? How can I improve upon myself? So I, I actually have the opposite problem and my therapist. Like, I'd be like, should you be encouraging me? He'd be like, no, get get mad. Like, you, you should be mad because, again, like, I come from a military family. Oh, so okay. a lot of times I'm over accountable. Mm. So, like, you could have done something wrong to me. And even though I know that it's not a reflection of me, I would be like, okay, how can I change this dynamic how yeah. can i react differently in this like i will mm. take on all the accountability and will not acknowledge your part in it oh i just got deja vu by the way that was weird i feel like i've had this conversation with you when i've never met you before go ahead because it's, it, it's just my life <laughs> but he would be like no like okay so for instance i i've i wasn't raised on survivorship so yeah. someone that might do something to me that I'm like, why would you do that? That That's just evil. Mm -hmm. They're coming from a space of survival. Yeah, I'm like, well, maybe if I had done this a little differently, like they wouldn't have done that. Oh, or, like wow. I'm always like, ooh, he's, and he's like, this though. person was trying to survive, saw you as an easy mark. Mm -hmm. That had nothing to do with you. Where I'm like, are you sure? Like maybe if I had been this way or that way. <laughs> therapist is like wow. okay we gotta stop this yeah like, you and i are yin and yin because i'm like what this person needs to do is fix this that and the third my therapist right. is like focus on yourself <laughs> stop where whatever else has to do i'm like but if they could just no andrea just focus on yourself <laughs> right and, and you know what i i went i leaned so hard into focusing on myself mm -hmm. that like i'd be like okay i saw the red flag and i stayed there hmm. and the person's like no but you're a good person and you want to see the good in people yeah. it wasn't a malicious thing that you stayed there it was you trying to be a good person and yeah. here this person was working off a of survival or not knowing how to have the capacity yeah, for you. Yeah, they're not always conscious of what they're doing. Right. My issue is I always want to make them conscious of it, but that's not my responsibility. But therapy really does help you learn to have that balance, not to completely have over-responsibility for either your actions or others and not to completely fall into like the victimhood of it as well like why did why why are you doing this to me because i would that's how i would be too i'm like why are you doing this to me why and i'm like okay how can i remove myself but i don't like the way i feel right now i'm gonna remove myself from this situation 
so I can find something that is more healthy for me. But I'm going to ask this, and I think this is what people don't understand. You come from a family that has built this legacy in this city, right? Mm -hmm. And so everybody knows who WDKX is. Yeah. Everybody at some point in time has driven by the station, listened to the music, mm -hmm. you know, and you would think that you have the perfect life. That well, that's this, the problem. And that's, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's the problem because, yes, everybody knows who DKX is, and DKX has been such a pillar in this community, but nobody knows who I am. You know, I'm still getting to learn who I am. And that was always difficult, too, because people have an idea of what the station is and who our family is and who I am. And because I, if I, I look a certain way or I speak a certain way, people pigeonhole you into something. And that's something I had to get over, too. Like, once I left Rochester, I could really be myself without grown people telling me, oh, you just think you this and that. I'm 12. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yes, I am extremely blessed. God has had a, a hand over my life that I wake up every morning grateful I go to bed every night grateful, but it doesn't mean that there aren't things that I struggle with, too. And um, sometimes learning the difference between growing up in, in love and growing up in survival are two very different things. Maybe, it, maybe it's not love versus survival, but it's um, security versus survival. And, yes, that's it. Um, having a sense of security does give you a different sense of how you look at the world. But it doesn't mean that people that have that are perfect. And I think that's something that we're all learning. But it doesn't mean that everyone that's in a mode of survival is messed up. You know, there are a lot of people that are in a place of survival that are very loved and very nurtured and very um, happy. And there are a lot of people that live in secure situations that might live in a multi-million dollar house up in Victor, and they, you know, they want to unalive themselves, you know? Right. They're miserable. No, and mm -hmm. I just, and the reason why that's important, I wanted to um, bring that up is because there is this idea that you have this privileged life and yeah. you've led this life yeah. that um, your head should be 10 feet wide and long <laughs> yeah. right i get that for people all the time and it always cracks me up people are always like why are you driving that car because i like this car why are you doing that because this i like the way i live i don't need to do but uh what everyone thinks i should be doing <laughs> but your parents you know outside yeah. of the personality mm -hmm. of you know andre marcel yeah right yeah he is a dad oh yes i mean <laughs> he is a dad yeah. and everything like in our times you know when we're um the music is playing he is a dad and yes. he talks about being a dad and even with all that he had there are challenges with that there's oh, yeah. challenges in my childhood i grew up in security you know mm -hmm. we have food every day yeah my dad went out to work yeah. and he did all of that but we didn't but my father was not that Oh, I love you so much. You're so special to me and you're perfect to me. But the thing is, it gets better with each generation because my grandfather wasn't that. 
for my dad. You know, he wasn't coddling and kissing him all the time and saying, oh, I love you, I love you. He did it with me because I'm the grandbaby. But you get better with each generation. Now, look how loving and, and, and emotionally supportive you are for your kids, you know? Right, and I think that's it, you know, um, being able to take all that you have and understand that there's this emotional side that has to be taken care of and nurtured besides just the physical. And I think especially I can speak for black people because I'm black and I'm Caribbean American. The emotional aspect is not something you're ever worried about growing up. Like you're worried about you got a roof over your head, you got food on the table, you got clothes on your back. What do we got to do all this other stuff? What are all these emotions? What are all, what is all right. this that you're worried about? That's like, and um, that's something now that we're all like, we're tired. Like, you know, everyone's tired because we kind of like push our emotions back or we, we just continue to pour into everyone else's cup. And it's like, why do I, like, I'm very blessed, but why do I feel so empty? Right. You know? Right. It's, right. it's funny you mention that because um, I have a 16 year old and some of the people in our community are like, oh, why do you parent her that way? Or why, like, because how I was parented, which wasn't necessarily malicious or bad, mm-hmm. that emotional aspect. So yeah. I let it be known, like, this is a safe space. Yes. You feel what you need to feel. Right. Yes. You can say what you need to say respectfully. I don't have to like it. Yeah. But you need to be able to be safe in this space with me so that you can be safe in the outside, outside space. Where I love, that was like, <laughs> that was like always a, a, a problem for everyone else, mm-hmm. but not in our family. My, my father, both of my parents, my mother and father raised me. If you, if you have a question, just because an adult is telling you to do something doesn't mean you have to just obey it. You can always ask why. Right. And it's like, because you have, you, we should respect you as an individual as well. It didn't always go over well. Like, it's always like, why are you talking back? You watch your damn mouth. And da, da, da. Everywhere else, it was not, it was a problem. But at home, it was, you know, why, why do I have to do this? Well, we pay the bills here. We work very hard. So you have to clean your room because it shows respect for everything that we work for here. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So that was instilled in me as a child. And for me, when I, if God blesses me with children, I want to take it a step further and have that emotional comfort on top of it. Like the explanation was there, but having that emotional support of like, because we bicker, we're Jamaican, you know, we be going mm-hmm. back and forth. And like in therapy, I'm learning that's like not emotionally healthy to be going back and forth all the time, like hearing yelling and all that stuff, um, just arguing and like learning how to say like, what you did hurt my feelings and like in addressing like the emotional aspect of it and that's what my parents and I like we're great at it now um and I want to do that for my kids one day but it's hard to talk about your emotions especially when you don't know what you're feeling I'm gonna tell you something I got I have three children my daughters make me talk about my emotions they First of all, they call me and they tell me all their business. And when I say all their business, I'm talking about A to Z and everything in between. Yeah, but they, but I worked to get there. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I worked to be that person um, who could listen. Mm-hmm. You know, my mother used to always say, when your kids are talking, stop talking. Mm-hmm. Let them talk because that's how you get to know them. So while we have gone through those ups and downs and, you know, adjusting to who each other 
is as an individual. Yeah. I, I learned a long time ago, take me off the pedestal. I learned to take my parents off a pedestal. It's hard. And it's hard. But once I took them off a pedestal and I realized that these are just, these are people too who have issues and thoughts and they need love and care, the relationship got easier. Yeah. And you it's, know. that's something, like, at least from like a parent-child dynamic is like, you have to remember this is your parents' first time doing this whole life thing too. And like, that's what's really helped me a lot with like talking about things because you always think like someone that is older or has these experiences like knows so much more than you and then nobody knows what they're doing. Everybody's just figuring it out as they Everybody's go. Nobody's thinking. lived life before. Everyone's like every every stage that every person's at in life right now, you've never been at this stage of life before, you've never been at this stage of life before, I've never been at this stage of life before, you've been at my stage of life before, but there's been way like there's a lot of changes. And even in the five to ten years there's a lot of it's changes. It's a lot of changes. And there's yeah. so many factors. So Nobody has it figured out. We're all doing the best that we can, and all we can do is give each other grace. Like that's all we can do. Well, listen. I want to. I'm gonna move on because I want to. I'm trying to get in your business a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna what say it. Going on? What has what been going business? on? No, both of you. Well, your business. Oh, uh, I was like, I'm gonna know what's going on with Sparkle because she business? said she said the community, the work, and life, and yeah. Um, so tell us what's been going on. This is going to be a whole podcast on another date, and I don't know how many times I've said this, but <laughs> I'm finally closing on this house. Congratulations. Thank you. It has been a two-year ordeal. Whoa. Two years. There were lawyers. There were contracts. It was a mess. Oh, my goodness. But I'm finally closing. Yes. It's, it's happening, but it's just been frustrating because every time you think you're at the finish line, they're like, hey, it's but we need this. One more thing. But we need this. And I'm like, uh, do you need my left hand? I'll give it to you. Right. I just <laughs> right? want to close. <laughs> like, that's it. So that, that has been the focus of my life outside of work for the last two years. But as much rage as that whole situation has given me, um, I just, I am in that place in life where I'm finding my voice again. I've like really shrunken myself to mm. fit in the spaces, to help propel things in the community. And it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. It's heavy. And while I'm all for the community, I can't do anything for the community if my mental health is not intact. That part. And I really like today was like, okay, how much smaller can I be to fit in this space or mm -hmm. to navigate this space peacefully? Like, I can't do it. Yeah. I cannot do it. So right now we're taking a step back and we're not taking accountability for others' actions. Mm. Um, we're just saying, hey, I need to take a step back, regather my mental health, and good. I need to assess what my next steps are. Good. That's good. Good. That's a scary and exciting time of life. <laughs> so now you have um, been proven as an actress. Yes, I've been doing my little thing out there. <laughs> and now the strike is on, right? Yeah. So how are you dealing with that? I know that mm -hmm. as an as an actor, mm -hmm. you know, you support the strike. Yeah. But right. Yeah. But the other parts of your life that have changed because of this well, or I, can't, I literally can't work I, I can't do anything so it's just about you know um 
I guess I'm kind of in a similar space of deciding like what do I want to do next and it's a scary and exciting thing um, because you don't want to just be a sitting duck and (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, you know for my situation uh, going back and forth from LA to Rochester um, when I'm in LA I'm usually I was auditioning and and I was in films and uh, now I'm just assessing like where I am with my mental health and where, what I want to do in the next year and like how can I pour into myself so I stay busy I go to plays and I and I read plays and I read scripts um but there's no telling how long this is going to last and as I mentioned earlier your life is about the choices that you make you can either be a victim of circumstance or you can take charge and you know give it you, you I'll always give it to God but you have to be a proponent for yourself in your life. And how do I want my life to look? So um, I'm always going to be an actor. I just have to decide, is does it make the most sense to stay out there in the midst of all this when, you know, there is a lot of stuff going on in this community. In this downtime, I can just stay here and continue to help my community in the ways that it needs me to. Yeah. I like that. The, the, you know, the, one thing I've learned, I've lived in Rochester all my life and there are various aspects of our community and I'm talking about the entire community Mm -hmm. of Rochester who would be open you know to have that and then there's some that are closed off and don't want it and would see especially somebody of your stature as far as being the owner of a radio station coming in and saying Oh, who does she think she is? Right. You know, and and, and and but I've gotten that my whole life. So my whole mentality is, what can I do to help? How can I show up for you? You know, and then and then just and go in there and be that and do that. That's all I can do. You know, um, and the people that welcome me with open arms, I hug them right back. And the people that don't, you can't help everybody. So what you gonna do? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's the I, and I think that's the thing though, because yeah. I learned that you cannot help everybody. You cannot. Be there for everyone. You have to be there for the people that want to be there for that themselves, want to be there for themselves mm-hmm. and are willing to be there for you. Yeah. Right? And it's, Not it's only hard. That, that part that part's hard. That's that's the hard part. Every every time every, every time you open yourself to someone else, it's not always reciprocated. Yes, it would be lovely for things, that energy to be reciprocated or that love or that help to be reciprocated, but there's a, uh, something that I've watched, watched my family help people time and time again and realize like once you help, you kind of just got to let it go. Right. You know, do everything that you possibly can um, and then you got to let it go. If no change is being made, what is that definition of insanity? It's like you don't keep doing the, the same, same thing, thing, expecting a different result. Yeah. Right. You help as much as you can. You show up for the people that you can. But if nothing changes, you just got to let it go. And there's always, there's always opportunity where someone wants to grow, where someone wants to, to lean in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty, much, that's pretty much all you can do, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, was go- I, I agree with you 100%. So a uh, couple episodes ago, Sparkle and I have done two podcasts on dating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, what's oh, going on so in that good. area? It's been 
pretty good. It's the, this whole like adult, uh, adult dating life is different. You know, I had a boyfriend when I was in college and I thought that was like an adult relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. It was not. Like, I'm 20. What did I know about life? Absolutely nothing. Um, and so LA is a cesspool. Um, it's, people think dating in Rochester is bad. I think that dating everywhere is, is gross, pretty bad. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the mentality that people have. I'm not really sure who raised these men, and obviously they're in each other's ears with just male domination type of thoughts. It's not even like patriarchy. It's just like, it's just like really, they're sick. Like men are like sick in the head. Um, I don't know if that's nice to say, but like there's something off with a lot of them. Not but, all of them were not bashing on men. Some of them are trying. Like my boyfriend, he really is trying. He really is doing the best that he can. And it's like you will find the far few and in between. They're not perfect. They're not perfect. And I think that's what they need to understand is we're not looking for perfection. We're mm -hmm. looking for people who are willing to do the, the work. work. Consistently, too. Yes. And so that's really what it is. It's like when you find, just like you say, when you, when you want to help people too, like when you find people, whether it be friends, romantic interests, professional, like per personal, whatever it may be, you find people that want to show up for themselves. And if that's, if that's what they are focused on, if they're focused on evolving, if they're focused on growing, if they're focusing on being the best version of themselves that they've ever met, that's the only people I want to be around. And I prayed on it. I talked to God about it. And I've, I've, I've met someone that is, has that type of goal, that has that type of mindset. I'm not going to say it was an easy road um, by any means whatsoever. But it took a while to, like, to even have that idea, too. Like you were saying, like, we're not looking for perfection. I was looking for perfection, and I thought I, too. I thought I was perfect. So like, you should be perfect. Then I found out that I wasn't perfect. That was crazy. Isn't that um, the shocker when you find out you are not perfect? Yeah, what? I was like, <laughs> I you have issues that I need to work on. That's crazy. Um. So once I came to terms with myself, then it was like I was more open to um how to explore that like arena in my life. In, in as an adult, because as an adult, you have you're looking at things totally different. Mm -hmm. Like, do you want to have kids? Do you want to be married? How, how, what type of life do you want to live? And I'm not just dating for, you know, fun. Like, I'm ready to start the next chapter of my life. So what does that look like? Yeah. What you looking at me for? <laughs> no, you know what? No, you know what? I was sitting here thinking about when I was, you know, in my twenties and thirties, or you know, and wanted to get married, and how naive it was, and yeah. so just and thinking that this person is going to save me and yeah. support me and do everything even though i you know i was brought up strict gender roles mm -hmm. right so i went into the relationship with those gender roles and found out that 
there's a conversation that has to be had yeah. on the type of relationship you want to you have. want to have and that's what so when i'm so when i'm listening to you i'm thinking i wish i was that smart <laughs> <laughs> no and i'm and i'm serious but because think, i'm really teaching my daughters that because i am i am 32 like i'm like I'm 32 years old. I waited this long for a reason. I didn't have kids on purpose. I didn't get married on purpose because I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to have fun in college. I wanted to have fun in my 20s. I wanted to date and get to know and see what I liked. And I also want to have conversations like, well, what do you want out of life? Because I want to be married for the rest of my life and have kids. And this is what I'm looking for. Is that not what you're looking Oh, you want polyamory? That's not for me. Oh, so what are you looking for? Is this so I'm having those conversations and like making sure that someone is being transparent with me, being honest with me and is like being authentic. And I'm not going to rush into anything and I'm just watching how people are moving, you know? And I think that's great advice for men, for women at any age. Mm -hmm. You know, because of whether you are choosing to date or not, Sparkle. I said I was going to support you. I'm supporting you. Oh, my God. Why don't you want to date? Oh, my gosh. Why? Listen. Let's get into it's a it. mess out here. Like, yes, it is. What's happening? It's I don't want that. It's a mess out here, but also, like, it is about, like, shifting our perspective, too. Like, I feel like your thoughts are indicative of your reality. So if I'm always, like, Men aren't this, men aren't that, da 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 da, da. I'm going to continue to see that, right? But if I That's open... That's what's happening for me. Like, I... Okay, so... <laughs> the last relationship I was in was very traumatizing for me and my child. Yeah. I can deal with that, healed from it. We're moving forward. But I made a conscious decision that first year after, I didn't really want to date. I kind of, like, kept it open, but I knew internally, like, I, I don't think ready. so. Yeah. But then you run into people and we're and you're like, hey, okay, I'll give you a chance. Let's see where this goes. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about things. Here are my boundaries. And immediately, boom, wants to cross a boundary. And you're like, oh, okay, this is not going to work. Yeah. I, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Or you get people who, and I can't help myself. I, I'm, I'm not going to no. lie. I'm very petty. Do not come to me talking about some you're in a relationship and you're going to try and get out because I turn into <gasps> Dr. Phil. Oh. I am like, hey, like, oh, that's so great. Like, if, if I, like, showed some of my DMs, uh, some people would be ashamed. Yeah, they should like, be. Yeah, yeah, like, stuff like that. And I'm like, I, I don't want to entertain this. I'm not giving off the vibe that I'm entertaining these things. Don't yeah. think because I smile, laugh, and I giggle that this is cute. Yeah. It's just, it's. You're in a rest not, period. Yes. I have not seen anyone You just want to attract like, someone that has the yes. same moral values as you, that has the same type yes. of mindset, and it, like, wants to actually enjoy life. Like, yes. not use you as an escapism from the right. life that I'm they're like, currently living. Ew. Like, obviously, happening? you deserve way more respect than that. Oh, and I'm going to tell it. Okay. So the reason he wanted to leave this relationship uh -huh. was because she was not treating him like a man. And I say air quotes. So Obviously, I was like, he's not acting like one. So what? So I asked. I was like, well, what is she doing that's making you feel this way? She doesn't cook dinner. <gasps> she doesn't know how to cook. Sir, you could easily remedy that. You could cook for yourself, one. Also, but two, you guys could go on a date night to hello? a cooking class. At what? Right. I was cook like, together. Oh. No. He's, oh, he's so just he wants a mom. Right, right. Oh, you want a mom? Are you a girl man that still wants a mommy? So I was just like, what is that? So I just, 
I get the ick and I'm like, you're you're blazing too close to my personal space. Yeah, I just <laughs> that and that mentality, I am just like so blown away by because I've heard it from a lot of guys and they're like before they even like make someone their girlfriend, like, can you cook? Can you do laundry? Can you clean? Is there a, a ring on my finger? I'm not really sure why you're asking me to do any of that stuff. You don't know how And to right. even if there is a ring on my finger, I'm not a maid. Exactly. And I think that's it. I'm not a maid. Exactly. Ugh, I just got the mm. heebie-jeebies. But it's funny. I was watching this video the other night where there was a man um, on a podcast talking about that. He was like, if a woman comes in your house and sees this dirty and she doesn't clean. I saw she's that. Not feminine enough. I, I was, was like, like ew, ew. Speak through the come through the computer right now, sir. Like, you are so nasty. And then the same video I was watching, the guy edited it with a bunch of 13-year-olds, but they were black kids in, I think it was like the UK, 13-year-olds. The guy was asking, like, what do you look for in a girl? 13-year-old kids were like, if she can't cook, I don't want her. If she don't look good, I don't want her. If she can't give me what I need and satisfy me, I don't want her. Who is teaching these, like, who, who is raising these people? And, like, these are children and then men that act like children because they're all, like, what, what is this? I'm just so confused. See, and I don't, I don't want that. That's why I mind my business and drink my water. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm good. <laughs> I've seen what they have to offer. No, thank you. But there are men men in the world out there they probably are just drinking a water and minding their business too you know what that's the problem like we all and this is why we're putting together an event here it's going to be once a month it's like a happy hour event for young professionals your dad has already told me that this is not an option like i was like oh i don't (laughs) date and he was like that's not an option like so yeah between him and cookie we're gonna create we have to just create the environment for like-minded individuals to interact with one another. Because I totally agree with you. There is a lot of dusty-ass people out here. Men um, and women. If we're really honest, men and women. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. There's for sure, a lot right? of just dusty-ass people. Um, that's what I'm starting <laughs> to learn. I always was like a girl's girl type of person. Then I found out a lot of these women be out here like, sis, I don't see you. I don't see you, sis, because what the hell are you doing? Um, there, I don't like it. I want everybody to raise their, their standards. I want everyone to have respect for themselves, respect for others, because like as a woman, if I see a man is in a relationship, I don't think that as a cue to be like, well, if I like, like, that's just not a, that's not a, if she, if she not taking care of you, then I will, or, or I can steal you. No, he probably was thinking you were about to say that, but then even for a man to be like, I'm in a committed relationship with this person, but I'm going to step out like, and feed into, I just don't, I don't want to be around that type of, and there's plenty of people, if that's the lifestyle that you choose, that's fine. Find other people that like subscribe to that channel. I'm clicking over, baby. That's not for me. I don't want it. Well, I want to say. This has been lovely. (laughs) (laughs) I was so excited when you wanted to come and be a part of the podcast. And um, I'm excited for next steps, not only for Sparkle and I and you, um, Andrea. I knew she was going to do it. (laughs) 
Y'all. Andrea. Andrea. Uh, oh, Andrea. You, you know what? I'm, really I'm sure. going to tell you something. I'm going to just call you. Um, Drea. You can call me Drea. I'm going to just call you Drea because I can't. My kids, my kids were in our group TikTok. I mean, um, chat. chat talking about how. I mispronounced their names and I named them. Uh-uh. Yeah, oh yeah, they talk. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna go can home. Never and... pronounce my name, and I think what makes it worse is that my dad's name is Andre, but my grandfather's name was Andrew. So when I was with my grandfather, people always thought my name was Andrea, and when I'm with my dad, people think my name is Andrea. But my name is Andrea. I'm not really sure why my parents named me Andrea because nobody can pronounce it. Yeah, I think they were being different. I think that... <laughs> No, that's not even. I was literally at a concert this weekend, Uh and this guy kept asking me my name. Mm -hmm. So I start giggling because I already know what chaos is about to ensue. Right. And I say Sparkle, and he goes, "Why don't you give me your real name?" And I'm like, "That is my my real name." And he's looking at me and my friend giggling because we already know. No, I thought this was like your podcast name. I didn't know this was your real name. So I pull up my LinkedIn and hold it next to my face, and he's like. Your mother named you Sparkle. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. Because yep, you were the did. sparkle and in her you're taking eye. pole dancing classes. You know? It all worked out. <laughs> no, you know what? I used to actually joke. I, and I used to make people uncomfortable. I'd be like, hi, my name is Sparkle. That's not my stripper name. And everybody would go, their faces would go red. Right. I'm like, right. it, it's, it's funny. It's just a joke. It's, it's okay. It's fine. So I stopped saying that. But <laughs> I think it's, it's funny. Well, I just want to say thank you so much. For being a part of this episode of Sis I See You Too. And we hope that you will come back and join us. Heck yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this podcast on the WDKX Podcast Network. Provided by Vision Automotive.